And I would say, if you're listening to the podcast today, that is the main question that you need to wrestle with Mm -hmm. because uh, Christianity is built upon the cornerstone of Jesus being God, having the authority to forgive our sins Mm -hmm. and conquering death, hell, and the grave through his resurrection. So if you're investigating faith and you're like, yeah, I don't know about the creation thing. Was it actually seven days? Yeah, worldwide flood. No, I don't know. You you might be wrestling with all of that. Mm -hmm. Okay. And I trust me, I get it. I have some questions of my own, Mm -hmm. right? But the pivotal question, if you are investigating faith, is who is Jesus. Mm -hmm. Welcome to the Loving God, Loving People podcast, where we talk about what it looks like to follow Jesus in our everyday lives and how, in the end, all that matters is God and people. Here's today's episode. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. Today, we're going to talk about this moment that Jesus has with his disciples, and it's a very intentional moment where they're doing ministry, they're healing people, or Jesus is healing people, crowds are gathering, and then Jesus says, we're going on a field trip. He doesn't actually say that. I'm paraphrasing here. And they go to the region of Caesarea Philippi. And and there, he's going to ask them a question. So they go, I mean, this is like a day's journey out from where they've been, and they go there, and the only thing we have recorded is that Jesus took them there to ask this question. And and the question is, who do people say that I am, and then who do you say that I am? So he's that's where he's going with this little field trip. Who am I? Yeah. And, and as he's going there, so I, I want to give a little background, and then Chad, you explain to us what all of this means. How do you like that? How do you like that setup? Okay, man. Uh, so this region of Caesarea Philippi would be known to these Jewish disciples and all the people of the region, this is a very like Las Vegas, rebellious, at Caesarea Philippi, you have this cave and you have water coming out of this cave. Now, wait a second. Does what happen and happens in Caesarea Philippi stay in No, Caesarea and it doesn't Philippi? work that way in Vegas either. Yeah, okay. that that will follow Sin you. City. Sorry. Yeah, okay. Ask. So yeah, what happens in Caesarea Philippi goes well, we won't go any further Con- with that. Consequences. Yeah, that's right. Um, so there's this cave and there's water coming out of it. And they believed it's a very pagan culture. They believed that was the entrance to the underworld and that they would try and lure out this god of fertility. And so they would do all kinds of sexual practices. They built a temple around this thing. And it's this, like, I, I feel like I can't even share all the things that happened in this city, in this town, on this podcast, because it's pretty vulgar. Now, hang on just a second. Yeah. So, So there are people in the modern world. Oh, it's never been this bad. Human <laughs> yeah. beings have never been more depraved yeah. than 2023. No, there's and yet, been... And yet, Robert, mm-hmm. teaching pastor at Sun Valley Community yes. Church, yes. you're saying, no, 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 no. 2,000 years ago, there was a temple set up over a hellhole where they were trying to get the sex demon to come That's out, right. And they were doing all kinds of crazy sex stuff. Yeah. I would say the difference today is there's just a whole lot more of us. So <laughs> if I were to say what's changed and what well, there's, there's like, 8 billion of us now and there was less people back then, but it was still just as depraved. Well, and we're more aware of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, when I was a kid, if you wanted to see something pornographic, I had to wait till the neighbor behind the house threw away his trash, mm-hmm. right? Because he would throw a magazine in there. And, and you go dump, dumpster diving. Now kids have access to it mm-hmm. 24-7 on their phone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But we've always been depraved. Yeah. Is that your, yeah, that's, that's the point I wanted to make. So Jesus takes. They're literally trying to lure. I mean, I said a hellhole a moment ago. They're yes. literally. I mean, what you said, don't miss it. They're trying to lure a, a demonic being mm-hmm. uh, out of this thing by doing crazy sex stuff. Yeah, it it's nuts. Like out in public. Like yeah. it's yeah depraved. Yes. Yeah. And they're bringing statues through of all kinds of things, and yeah, people are worshiping them, and yeah. So that's 
that's the town that Jesus, so when you read your Bible, you just, you know, there's these little places on the map and you don't ever think about them. Uh, to give a little context, just historically, geographically, culturally, really starts to paint a picture of what Jesus is doing here. So he says, all right, guys, we're going to this place and I want to ask you a question. Who do people say that I am? That's so good, man. And, and so, Jesus is so brilliant. So unpack all this for us. <laughs> <laughs> well, in, in Matthew, you get a whole lot more detail. Mm-hmm. Uh, Matthew 16. Um, Peter responds mm-hmm. and he says, you're the Christ. Yeah. Uh, you're the son of the living God. Well, first they start giving the answer of what everybody else says. They're like, okay. well, some and people, what is, what is, that's, okay, so that's some people important. go, oh, Jesus is a, you know, prophet. And, yeah. Fill in the blank. Good teacher. Maybe, you know, maybe he's Elijah. Maybe he's yeah, a prophet. Well, maybe well, he's, you know what? That, thank you. Mm-hmm. That's so important. Well, well, let's, let's break down why a few of those answers are stupid. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Because um, people will say, well, I think Jesus was a great teacher. Okay. Anybody that's ever said that to me has no idea of what Jesus actually that's said. That's right. Because if you knew what Jesus actually said and you just thought of him as a great teacher, you would be, you would be so ridiculous yeah. in your summation. So let's, let's pretend you're at ASU and it's the, you know, everybody's most beloved professor. And there you are in class and the professor stands up and says, hey, I just want you guys to know. I'm God. Yeah. What are you going to do with that? And Jesus told people he was God all the time. Yes. And examples he gives, he's saying he's God. Anytime he says son of man, which by the way is his like most favorite title he uses for himself. He's quoting the Old Testament. Book and of it, Daniel. And if you read in Daniel, he's talking about God's sovereignty and rule and all of that and the coming Messiah and how God's going to rescue the people and have dominion over everything. Okay, great. So Jesus is using that title again and again and again, uh, son of man, son of God. It's not just me and like, hey, I'm a child of a human. He's, it's a title that he's claiming for himself. Uh, and he stands up and he says, hey, this prophecy in Isaiah is fulfilled today in your hearing. Like mm-hmm. he's, he's telling people, I am the one that's been talked about all for thousands of years in the Old Testament. I, here I am. And he even says, you know, I am, <laughs> which is the title for God. Um, and he's... He's claiming all over the place that he's got. Again, go back to ASU. Here you are. This professor cl- says that. Um, you're going to go, this person's a lunatic. Yeah, you're not going to call him a great teacher. No. Well, and that's what makes Jesus different. You, you look at, at faiths that have come about across the centuries, mm-hmm. right? Um, just about all but this one, and, and unless it's a person that most of the world looks at and go, yeah, he's crazy, mm-hmm. right? Or she's yeah. crazy. Um, most faiths... The person comes and says, I'm a prophet, mm-hmm. and I'm here to, to, to tell you how to God. find God, mm-hmm. right? And that's not Jesus. Mm-hmm. Jesus says, I'm God, and I came to find you. It's totally different. He never once says, hey, I'm a prophet here to, yeah. That's right. Yeah. Jesus, um, I mean, Jesus says that he's God. And 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 that is the point he's getting to mm-hmm. in the middle of Sin City, in the middle of depravity, mm-hmm. where people are trying to coax a yep. demon out from hell. And all throughout the it's Gospels, crazy. Jesus is demonstrating that. And then he even says, I'm going to give you a sign. Destroy this temple. Yeah. And in three days, I'll, like he, he says, go ahead, watch. I'll, I'll even come back from the dead. Like he calls <laughs> it shot. And, uh, and, and nobody's ever done that in the history of mankind. Yeah. Uh, Jesus is saying, let me, let me just show you that I do have authority to forgive sins, that I do have authority, to all the things that I'm claiming, to walk on water, to rule over the demonic forces, to heal those who are sick and... You know all the all the different things that he does. He, he's going. Let me let me just demonstrate for you and back up these claims that I'm making with what I'm doing. Okay. Well, you you taught this a few weeks ago, 
right? Mm-hmm. Uh, at the paralytic on the mat. Yeah. Jesus says, your sins are forgiven. Yeah. Well, only God can say that. That's right. So that by itself. And the theologians were, that, all know it. The that, theologians are reasoning going, only God oh, can forgive people, sins. He, the people he's talking to yeah. know what he's saying. He's yeah. saying, I'm God. I, I forgive sins. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm the standard. And so they say he's committing the ultimate sin in that moment of blaspheming. I yeah. mean, they call him out in, in, in their hearts. Jesus reads their hearts and minds in that moment. But they're going, this guy's a blasphemer. Like, this is the unpardonable, the worst of the worst. Like, and Jesus well, goes, let me, let me demonstrate what I'm saying here. Let me prove it to you. And so I'm going to go ahead and heal this guy right in front of you. Watch this. Yeah. And so that you know that I have the authority to <laughs> That's right. sin. Get up your mat mm-hmm. and uh, take your mat and walk. Okay. And, and let's make this point as well. And then we'll keep going. Mm-hmm. Um, they crucified him. Correct. Not because of the things he had done. Mm-hmm. They crucified him over who he said he was. Mm-hmm. It, it, the crucifixion, the crime against him, uh, what he was accused of is he said he's God. Mm-hmm. So so this idea, well, I just think Jesus is a great teacher. That is the dumbest thing you could ever say because he said he was God. That's why they crucified him. Uh, all through his teachings, he made those claims. Uh, and, and in the end, if you don't believe in the resurrection, that's what killed him. So to say, oh, I don't believe in the resurrection, but I believe he was a great teacher. You, you are ignorant. You do not know what you're talking about uh, because if you look at the claims of Jesus, that's what he said. And that's why they crucified him. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, just to be clear, uh, and Robert and I believe that he rose again, and that's why we're sitting here today. That's right. Yeah. Because so, he is God. So Jesus asked that question. They're kind of going, well, there's all these different theories out there, Jesus, of who you are. And, who do the people say? Yeah, because people are coming up with their opinions, and you know, there's the, the leading blogs or whatever. And then Jesus asked the question that he asked of all of us, who do you say that I am? Not, okay, what's, what's popular opinion, or what does Google say, or what it – okay, what, what do your parents think? What it, no, he says, who do you say that I am? And I would say, if you're listening to the podcast today, that is the main question that you need to wrestle with mm-hmm. because uh, Christianity is built upon the cornerstone of Jesus being God, having the authority to forgive our sins, mm-hmm. and conquering death, hell, and the grave through his resurrection. So if you're investigating faith and you're like, yeah, I don't know about the creation thing. Was it actually seven days? Eh, worldwide flood? No, I don't know. You, you might be wrestling with all of that. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I trust me, I get it. I have some questions of my own, mm-hmm. right? But the pivotal question, if you are investigating faith— is who is Jesus. Mm-hmm. And Absolutely. That's, that's what we've got to wrestle with. Absolutely. Well, in the, the New Testament, it's not, hey, you will be saved by your belief on this debatable topic in the Old Testament. You yeah. will be saved by your faith in, you know, was it a literal seven days or was it figurative in creation? No, no, no. It, it's our faith in Jesus. It's, it's the answer to the question that Jesus is asking here at Caesarea Philippi. Who do you say that I am? Am I Lord? Am, am, I, am I God in the flesh? Am I the leader of your life? Am I your savior, the Messiah, the rescuer, the anointed one? Um, or am I a good teacher? <laughs> yeah. Um, so Peter. Peter responds. Thank and, and, you. I was going to go somewhere else, but we'll stick to topic. All right. Uh, yeah, Peter responds. Uh, you're the Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus says, yeah, Peter. Good for you, man. Mm-hmm. He finally says something right. I know. Everybody's like, Peter. Peter. You, know, <laughs> you Jesus, <did> it. <laughs> Jesus doesn't look at him and go, you are so dull, right? Because yeah. he does say that every once in a while. And he looks at him and says, good job, Peter. Um, 
But let's give the yeah. Holy there's another let's, time. Let, let's give the Holy Spirit. Credit. There's another time Peter says something and Jesus goes, "Get behind me, Satan!" Like <laughs> you. So Peter doesn't always get it right, but there's one time he does, and Jesus says, "Yeah, God revealed this to you." To your point, this is this is not you, Peter. Just you've been studying, and and you came like the Holy Spirit of God is moving you to speak right now. Yeah. And uh, and he says you're right, and he says and. And he says, and yeah, Peter, which by the way, Jesus gives him the name Peter, uh, which means rock. Um, and then he says, and on this rock, I will build my church and, and the gates of hell will not overcome. It. And so to, to give us context again, because Jesus is brilliant. And, and when he takes you to a place, there's a purpose behind it. And, and so I think there's actually layers of meaning behind Jesus's response to Peter's response. So he asked the question, Peter responds, Jesus says, on this rock, I will build my church. Well, what, what rock are we talking about? We're talking about Peter? Because uh, his name means rock. Are, are we talking about the rocks, all the truth that Jesus has got in the flesh, the rescuer, the savior, the anointed one? Or are we talking about this giant rock, this pagan community that the people are worshiping demons and all of that? Is Jesus saying that on this rock right here in Caesarea? You mean in this... Gentile, pagan, demon-worshipping area, Jesus, you're going to build a church amongst these people? Like, are you kidding me? Like, what? And when he's saying church, he's not talking about buildings. Uh, he, he's talking about a movement of followers of, of him as Lord. And so I believe the answer to that is yes. Yes, Peter, I'm going to I'm going to use you to help build my church. Peter's going to go out and he's going to be uh, one of the the leaders of helping. Well, the... He preaches the first sermon when the church That's starts. right. That's right. And the church is born, right? That is the birth of the church mm-hmm. in that moment. And so, yeah, 3,000 are saved that day. And, and now here the church begins. And we have the church age until now. And so uh, you have that. And you also have now uh, Peter. God sends him into this pagan area in Acts in, to the house of Cornelius. He gives him a vision to go, hey, the gospel's for everybody. Even these Gentile pagan worshiping, this is for everybody. And so, yeah, I, I think it's all of the above. And then they leave. <laughs> well, well, let's hit it again. Yeah. Because you said, well, which rock is it? Is it, is it Peter? Mm-hmm. Is, it the, is it the message that Peter will preach? Uh, the statement it, that he makes of Jesus is the Christ? Is it, is it the rock of hell mm-hmm. in Caesarea Philippi? Yes. Mm-hmm. That's why Jesus says the gates of hell will not prevail against the church. Mm-hmm. And anytime I preach this message, I always going to make this point. Yep. So, well, hang on real quick before you do it. Okay. Just because I want to nerd out one more time. Nerd out. So they believed this cave. That's why we love you, man. Was a gate into hell. I mean, they believe that it is an entrance into the underworld where the water is coming out of this underground aquifer or whatever. So like, again, just give all the context. And now Chad, the gates (laughs) of hell. Here we go. I'm done geeking out on that. Uh, So there's a lot of us, even right now within the sound of my voice. Mm Mm-hmm. Man, we got to keep the world out of the church. Hmm. We we got to we got it's us for we yep. got to protect it. Yep. We Link gotta, arms. We got to churn our own butter. Mm-hmm. Right. We can't be like the world. We. Gotta, I don't know why I always say churn our own butter. I don't know. So my daughter I, I, did a. She we were up in Payson and they have a a little dairy thing and she churned her own butter. She, they had like a class yeah. and I thought Chad would not approve of this at all. I, I, it's this idea. <laughs> <laughs> if you churn your own butter, God bless you. Hey, and it's it's okay churning. to go to the grocery store and keep buy on churning. No, it's, do what you do. It's this idea that I'm gonna I'm gonna you know come up with this commune over here. Mm-hmm. To not let the world defile mm-hmm. me, my family, and us, right? We're yeah. going to keep everybody out. Let's create the village. And, and mm-hmm. yeah, and hell cannot come in and destroy us. 
Um, that is the exact opposite of what Jesus is saying mm-hmm. here. So the gates of hell will not prevail against the church. Okay. Are gates an offensive measure or a defensive measure? Mm-hmm. Gates are designed to keep people in and to keep people out. That's right. Gates are not an offensive weapon. And so here's the point. So you're saying we don't have to protect ourselves against gates. That's right. Mm-hmm. What Jesus is saying, the gates of hell will not prevail against the church. What he's saying is the gates of hell cannot stop the church from busting through mm-hmm. and rescuing people out of darkness in the name of Jesus and into the light. Mm-hmm. What Jesus is saying is, even on this hell rock, mm-hmm. his name prevails. What Jesus is saying is, even in the midst of this immorality and sexual depravity, his name prevails. Jesus is saying, Peter, by the message of this truth, mm-hmm. that I am God made flesh, died on the cross, rose again, conquered death, hell, and the grave. By the reality of who I am, if you will take that, there is nothing that can stop me from changing the world. Mm-hmm. You will storm the gates of hell and you will rescue people out of the kingdom of darkness and into the kingdom of light. And that, my nerdy friend, <laughs> will preach. Yes. And, 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 and what do we do? Again, and, and, I, and I love that we're going through the book of Mark mm-hmm. because what do religious people do? Oh, no, we're righteous. We got to protect ourselves mm-hmm. from the evil of the world. And Jesus is going, freaking storm the gates of the evil of the world yeah. and rescue people out of darkness and into light. Unleash my gospel. We don't have to defend the gospel. We just have to unleash it. The only people, <laughs> the only people we got to defend the gospel from are religious people. Mm-hmm. Uh, but lost people just need it. They yeah. just need to hear it. They just need to know the truth. And the gospel itself... Uh, will blow those gates off the hinges mm-hmm. and set people free. Yeah. yeah. What we want to do is we want to curse the darkness, curse the darkness. Listen, we can we can penetrate the darkness with light. Yeah. Let's stop cursing it and let's proclaim light and kill it. All that darkness is, is the absence of light. Darkness is not a thing. It's the absence of a thing. Yeah. And so if you want to beat darkness, here's what you do is you shine light. Uh, there's even this this picture of, you know, what do you, what do you do with your light? Well, don't don't go hide it. Don't go put it under, you know. A bushel, no. Yes, there it this is. This little light of mine. This little light of mine. I'm going to let it shine. Yeah. You put it, you know, it's the city on a hill, right? And and it's meant to shine light out into the darkness. It's a it's a beacon of hope. And, and it's a beacon of hope that all of us need. All of us are, until we meet Jesus, we're stumbling through the dark. And, and until somebody shines a light and God, by his provision and by his care and by his love, helps us to see that, uh, we're... We're lost in darkness forever on our own. And and how great is it if you're listening and you're a follower of Jesus, try and remember what life was like before you met Jesus. And and if you grew up, uh, maybe you grew up in church and you, you came to faith at an early age, imagine with me for a moment if you had never come to, to faith in Jesus. Where would you be right now? Just in your relationships, where you would be spiritually, where you would be in, in every category. Just think about that and, and remember, let that sink in for a moment and remember how important it is that, that we be the light and, and that there are people out there who don't have what we have, this relationship with this God who loves us and has poured out his grace on us and has provided us a new way of living life in, in freedom. Um, remember what it's like not to have that. Because for me, I grew up in church. It's easy for me to forget that. Yeah. Um, what we do as a church is really important. And, and the message that God has entrusted us to share, 
I don't know why God made this as plan A, <laughs> but he gave it to us. And he said, now go and share this light. Go make disciples of all nations. The church is not a building that you come and sit in. It's a movement that you choose to be part of to help people meet, know, and follow Jesus. If you've ever thought, oh, we got to protect the church from the world. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. The world has to protect itself from us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We, we change the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, the world can't stop the church. Governments can't stop the church. Uh, kingdoms come, kingdoms go. Empires rise, empires fall, and the church remains. Because the other thing Jesus says in that passage is, I will build my church. Mm-hmm. Um, politics don't change the world. The church does. Uh, and as screwed up as the church has been, right, for a long, long time, mm-hmm. I get that. Mm-hmm. Um, that's full of screwed up people. I mean, it's, I, well, yeah. Yeah, you, you've got people with, with <laughs> you got people playing marbles with diamonds mm-hmm. is what you got, right? Um, but the church is God's plan, to your point, plan A. And Jesus is going to keep building it. And it it is the way we change the world one life at a time. And, and again, I'm going to say it again. Uh, we're not called to curse darkness. We're called to proclaim light, and that light beats darkness every time. So we storm the gates of hell, and we rescue people in Jesus' name. Um, again, but what what we do in our religion and all that, which is why I think I think Mark continually remind us: don't go this route; mm-hmm. go the route of Jesus. Um, is it causes us to forget all those things, mm-hmm. right? It makes us think that you know the world is is our enemy. No, the world's the mission, mm-hmm. right? It's not the enemy; it's the point. That's right. Lost people aren't on our enemy they're 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 the point mm-hmm. they're they're the reason right so um yeah so so good such a powerful passage of scripture yeah so i want to ask who do you say i am i want to ask you always beat me to the I'm question sorry, bud. i'm sorry i want to ask you Preacher, if you're listening all the things that we've talked about the question that jesus asked peter and he yeah, asked good. the disciples who do you say that jesus is um that's the most important question you'll ever answer who, who do you say that I am? Jesus asked this question. Um, and so I'm going to ask that you would pause and actually think about not what does this mean for other people? What does this mean for Sun Valley? What does this mean for Chad? What does this mean for other people out in my community and all that? Let, let's start with you. Who do you say that Jesus is? Um, and if he's not Lord, then I would, I would encourage you uh, to really wrestle with that question. Chad, you mentioned Alpha before. If you're like, I don't, I don't know who Jesus is and I, I don't know what I believe about that. Um, I'd invite you to try Alpha. You can go to alpha.sv.cc. You can see when we have the next Alpha group, depending on when you're listening to this. Um, but I, I would encourage you to go on that journey because it's a really important journey. Jesus took him on a day's journey to Caesarea Philippi to ask that question. I think it's worth a couple hours to, to really wrestle with that. Absolutely. I'm going to take a moment and pray for us. Yeah. Thanks, Robert. Come Holy Spirit. Give us wisdom. Spirit of God beyond ourselves to understand the reality of Jesus, to understand his authority and his rule and his love and his grace and just the, the truth of, of Jesus. And I pray that we as the church, um, would realize we don't, we're not the ones with gates. Uh, we're the ones with power. We're, we're not the ones that have to protect ourselves from the world. The world has to protect itself from us. And so may we unleash your amazing grace on a world that desperately needs it. In the name of Jesus, may we blow out the forces of darkness and love people in the light of who you are. Teach us, we pray. 
In your name, Jesus, we trust. Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Loving God, Loving People podcast. Make sure you subscribe to our podcast wherever you are listening so you'll never miss an episode. While you're at it, if you found value in this conversation, we'd love it if you rated the podcast and left us a review. Also, sharing this with a friend is a great way to help more people meet, know, and follow Jesus. And lastly, you are always welcome to join us online for one of our services every week at live.sv.cc or go to locations.sv.cc to join us in person at one of our physical locations. Thanks for joining us. See you next time.